Don't look away. Oh, oh I was waiting for the beat to drop. Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome! What? Wait, am I going to say it? I'm going to say it. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and this and guy. me, Finger Guns Malone, Jason Smith, boom, 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 bang, bang. What's going on, Cliff? Uh, happy, uh, we could talk about it. We had a holiday that ended. If you're jumping back with us now, we, we took two, technically two episodes off, but it was a four day. It was a four day weekend for us. Look, it's so it's so much of a weekend. I barely got my hat on right. It was, I I, I missed the show. I don't. This is not something I like to take a break from necessarily. But I really enjoyed some time off. It was nice. Me too, me too. I mean, other than feeling completely underappreciated, and uh, <laughs> you know, my son is not. And I could I could talk about it on the show because God knows he's not listening. He's, he's <laughs> oh, doing man. something else on his own. I mean, I just got hey Nancy. Nancy is back. We miss Nancy. Na- uh, Nancy is just showing up. She says, "Welcome." We missed you back, too, guys. Missed you. Yes, we missed you. She was sorely missed in our last episode. She was unable to. Was not able to join. That's okay. We got we got some Betty Broderick to talk with her about after after, after we right. After We're gonna do some of the other stuff. Um, so you had some, talk about you had some fun stuff. You want you don't want to uh, we, we, listen? Okay. Very simply, I, I I just feel like you're a teenager. I understand. I guess I didn't realize how bad a teenager was. Like, I, was I this bad? Mom, Dad, I'm totally sorry. Uh, and my kid's great. Just mind you, like, imagine if my kid was a bad kid. My kid is like a perfect kid. And I'm not saying that cause I'm his dad. Cause if my kid was a fuck up, I'd be like, ah, oh, my kid's a fuck up. Right. What are you going to say? No, say? I, I just am. I am just nodding along with the understanding. My kid is amazing. You've met her. They've met the, the people who've listened to the show. Oh, I've met her. She's great. She's also the, the worst sometimes so. worst when they're your kids. Right. And, and so it's like, once again, like, I just would like, listen, I'm the parent, you're the kid. I get it. I'm, you know, I don't need you to take care of me. I would like you to have care for me. I would like you to maybe not have a large glass of chocolate milk next to the big reclining chair in the family room and then leave it there for nine days. So the bottom of the fucking, I just saw it the other day. The bottom of the glass is stained Brown, like crap. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm like, Oh, what? Oh, oh, I guess it was me. You guess it was me. <laughs> and then wait, it makes it to the sink where he puts it in the sink and he puts water in it. And this is one of like a tr- trillion. I gotta say this: at least he got it to the sink. That would not only happen. because I supervised it. And I, who ended up cleaning it? By the way, all he did was put water in. He's like, "That's what you do." I'm like, "That's what I do when I'm waiting for the dishwasher to be emptied, and I leave the stuff clean so I can just have water in it. Plus, leaving water in it gets rid of like any flies." But anyway, I digress as usual. Happy Monday. I love it. No, I wanted to hear it. I get it. I It, it makes me feel good because sometimes I'm like, my daughter's amazing. She's so smart. But then sometimes it's like, if I find another, you know. <laughs> what did Nancy say? Oh, my God. This is, it's the same as the ton world. It's like the same as everything. So, like, yes. I'll find stuff that just randomly, like, I when I when I go out to my car, you know, car's not always cleanest, but, like, there'll be just, like, an entire half of her Starbucks breakfast that she just shoved into the little the side uh, thing next to her next to the, Ooh, the passenger shit there yeah so it just makes me feel good it's just it's a good way to commiserate but uh we can yeah, get on with get on with some stuff um we'll commiserate personally after this show yeah. but let's talk about so hamilton right hamilton. that was the big that was the big fourth of july talk that and the illegal fireworks that and the illegal fireworks i would venture to say trying to watch illegal fireworks up from behind my house um considering like i could only see a couple around the trees was uh, more disappointing than I had. I didn't enjoy the Hamilton. I didn't hate it, um, but I I've been picking a fight with my entire family all day on Facebook. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second because your mom is very upset now. Now let's go. My back sister more than my mom, but yes. Well, well, you know, and I'm going to take Linda Hazelberry's back here. First of all, let's talk for a moment about the fact that you sang "Le Mis" in the car with your mom. The oh, Val yeah. Val Valjean Val is that John Valjean. Yeah, I always get it mixed up. But the first time I heard it, I was so stoned and I could not stop laughing at that guy's name. I'm like, that's the guy's name in the show that everybody loves. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. Um, 
Okay. So wait, what is Stephanie Smith saying wrong? What's wrong already? What what happened? Oh. What did we do? Uh, what did we do that was Hamilton? Wrong? No, she she said Hamilton was great. Jason is pretty much wrong. Okay, so I, we're gonna get into this. So go ahead. Here's the truth. You used to sing both parts in the car. How old were you? And where did you go? Now I'm just up here alone. I mean, listen, I look really good if you happen to be watching us, but if people are just listening to us, it's just me. So here's the funny thing. Jason popped off. Now he's back on. Jason, welcome back. Hey. I I was in the middle of talking and I, I got real theatrical with my fingers and I just slammed them on the table. I like musicals. I really enjoy live theater. Um how, how really, old were you when you were singing both parts of Jean like Valjean? I was like 18. I was like Wow. 18. You're yeah. you're a grown up. You're a grown ass. I'm a grown boy. ass man singing some yeah. uh, some Les Mis, Some uh, I I love it. Is this on the way to the uh, Air Force? Oh, this so is on the way camp? everywhere. I I sing that's I I would sing that all over the place. I had a buddy named Jake Lightfoot, um, one of my Mormon oh, I friends, love that name. and we used to uh, we used to sing the Jean Valjean versus the Inspector Javert parts. There was you know there's a couple songs in there where the the bad guy and the good guy are singing against each other. And we knew all the parts, even when they you like they were this singing is in the Air Force. Force. No, this is just at home. This oh, okay. like in the Air Force, friend. this didn't fly. So, no, I, I, no, I didn't do a lot of uh, music. I would have. Now that I think about it, knowing me now, I probably would have. We just never got into it. I never found like a theater buddy in, in the Air Force. But I think that uh, fell to uh, don't ask, don't tell. Back <laughs> They're like, don't ask, don't tell, don't sing that, and don't we're sing. not going to talk. Don't about sing Les Mis, No Avenue Q. So, okay, so let's. For a second, because this is the biggest thing since Melba Toast, this Hamilton thing. Now, you have come out and said, fight me. Yeah. And he goes, I, Linda says, I know how you feel. I think my son is so great, so smart, and watch it for 20 fucking minutes and has an opinion. I'm dying here. <laughs> Linda, listen. Listen. Wait, you're not going to love me when we're done with this, but <laughs> let's let's get there. Okay, Jason, continue. So I, I put it out there. So there were two reasons I did this. One, I legitimately didn't like, I don't, I do have a hard time watching like recorded theatrical musicals on TV in general. I, it doesn't work for me. I think there's better and more interesting ways to do it. So that's like number live. one. Right. And, li yeah, you know, and I love live Two, I don't love Same. the musical. It's not my favorite. I don't hate it. Hamilton. But it's, it's, you don't love Hamilton. No, I don't love Hamilton. It's okay. Even, you know, I've heard all the music. I never saw it all put together. And I didn't just watch the first 20 minutes. I watched them later, too. But I thought it was okay. But mostly, I just have so many fights going on in my Facebook that are related. You started to, it. You started yeah. it. You said, fight me. Yeah. You said, because I don't like Hamilton. Fight me. I'm just tired. That, you know, there's <laughs> a million coronavirus conspiracy fights on my Facebook <laughs> that I don't get myself involved in. There's a million like This one you dove in on. But this one, I was like, I want to have a fight about a musical. Can we please fight about creative for a minute instead of like politics for five minutes? And so it was like, please, let's fight. Let's fight about this just being this okay. I, I want to see in. how divided we are. And I want to use Hamilton as that 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 yes. that that wedge. Okay, so that's, that's so interesting that you say that, Jason, because there's two things that happened during your speech right there. The first and that's a speech for me not cutting you off. That's a, that's a long time. Nancy, that's a long time, right? <laughs> so wait, he's a troll, meaning you. Yeah, I'm a troll. Okay, this is your better half. Yeah. Okay. I, in a way. Oh no, 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 no. that's your, that's your sister. Yeah. Uh, oh no, oh, that's Steph. That that's my wife calling me a troll. She's calling. That's me. your wife. That's what I said the first time, right? It's your wife calling you a troll, not your sister. Your sister yeah. would be normal. This is your wife calling you a troll, which might be normal too. And then she's and then she started trolling me. She said the giant sucks. She's gonna we're gonna deal with that later. Well, by calling you a troll, doesn't that in fact make the person calling the person a troll a troll? A troll. Yeah, that's right. Right, because you're trolling. So this is what I'm gonna say. Speaking of trolling. I, first of all, how great was the troll in what we do in the shadows? <laughs> so good. Okay, so good. Did you see Can't the digress. troll in therapy? No, I'm not no, digressing. Digress. Okay. So what I'm going to say is two things. The first thing I'm going to say is that you wanted to use Hamilton. I don't, you know, as everyone knows, and if you don't know, I haven't watched the news in seven years. I don't do politics. I don't do religion. I am just about philosophy, art, etc. So I never read these posts. I never put these posts up. I don't ever troll comments or read anything. But if you put something up about art, like Hamilton, I'm in. So I start trolling all the comments. That's how I know he sang in the car with Linda and his mom, you know, like this is how, so I'm very, very involved in this. The second thing that I think is very interesting that Jason, that you said was, I want to see, let's use Hamilton to see how divided we are. <laughs> and I was thinking, cause I'm going to make my bombshell statement that someone could say right now, fuck this election. I'm not voting easier 
than what I'm about to say, which is not only haven't I seen Hamilton, I'm not gonna. I have Uh-oh. zero desire. And on top of it, Linda, I know you're gonna hate me. I'll tell you why. This is why. There's two reasons. First of all, I saw and was subjected to the heights at the Pantage Theater. And mm-hmm. I was so angry and I couldn't leave because of how I was there. And I had a boner. Is that why? And you just couldn't oh, stand yeah, the, 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 the fire escapes oh, in, that, in that Spanish Harlem area. Oh, you just stuck up in like a weird seat. I was just no, thinking no, like you, you, had, you, had, you, couldn't get up, you had like a boner and you're like, I can't move until this thing goes down. Have you seen the heights? I have not, but I've heard. Yeah, but you know, I've seen the previews and I could, I could tell. Yeah, I sat there and I don't even know if a preview, this was like an LA preview. This is like a big deal preview. This was before Hamilton, mind Mm -hmm. you. Oh yeah. Uh, What was his first show? I thought that was the Heights was his first one. No, the first, well, what was the big one before Hamilton that made him famous? That wasn't the Heights? No, no, no. It was something else. Linda probably knows. I'll find it. Yeah. It would have been like what Larson did with Rent if he had anything else. He didn't die. Um, he did 21 Jump Street, Bring It On the Musical. The Heights was his, his first big one. And then Hamilton? Yeah. 2005 in The Heights. And there was a couple other things in the middle. And then uh, Hamilton. What were the couple other things in the middle? Does it uh, say- Bring It On the Musical, 21 Jump Street. But I don't know what those were as far as uh, <laughs> his things. Yeah. So The Heights was his first thing. And now yeah. Hamilton was like, the, he went next level with it. Yep. Okay. Um, could not be less interested uh, I, I try, I try, I, I've seen segments. I, I can't, I, I, you know, it's, it's just too, um, it's too cute. And, and again, can you correct me about the history? What Is about it real? Was he a president? It, it, like, no, he wasn't, whole... well, he's not a president in the show either. He's a treasurer, right. but, uh, he's a treasurer. Okay. So, so it's historically accurate, accurate, right? Yeah. The host, historically it's not inaccurate. I mean, it's all theatrical and there's probably added pieces to the story but the overall plot line is true how do you top this i mean this was the biggest thing on disney plus right they don't talk about oh no it's uh, huge uh, like it brought so many people into disney plus it's crazy do we know was there an article yeah there was an article it was like 74 percent increase or something it's like their second biggest disney i'll look it up 74 i I think you're right in that article they said a 74 percent increase in subscribers i mean can netflix even say they have that no, I don't think there's anything like that. All right, Linda, I hear you. I, she hasn't even said anything yet, but 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 I, I'm going to watch it, okay? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, and then you're not going to be happy after I watch it because I'm not going to like it. Even <laughs> though I, I'm open. I'm open. But I've already seen snippets. Go on, Jason. Uh, no, yeah, so 74%. It, it was a huge boost. Yeah, 74%. They're talking um, – so, well, I guess maybe where I got the 70 – it was um, the Disney Plus app was down at 752,000 times globally um, and, you know – 458,000 times in the U.S., which is a 74% increase of downloads over that time. Um, That's so interesting. It almost split in half between the U.S. and foreign. Yeah. That's that usually is not the case. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. I mean, with, you know, with worldwide stuff being a little bit different, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily theatrical. I don't know how the app stuff breaks down, but it's an incredible I mean. It's pressing. I, I, I had no doubt. Like this is something I don't think right. is controversial. I think that. Oh yeah. Um, Hamilton was like at the minute I saw that Disney was going to put this out there, I was like, "This is just killer. They're going to fucking make them in off this." So. Well, nothing's been done like this, right? Not to this scale, or right. The, the whole point of this is this different than something else. Like, did they do? In other words, how they film it? Did they film it just as a live show? No, it's the same thing. Theatrical. You know, when you go to the um, like a Cinemark or an AMC, and they beforehand they're like special from cinemark watch uh the you know the opera that you've never wanted yes. to see before you know <laughs> that i like, I like on... if you show me deflator mouse with the mat i'm in i want yeah. to see that I like so that. it's it, it was recorded like that so it's still all the sets it was it was it was the original cast so that stuff was all really cool i guess for people who give a shit right, it's lin-manuel <laughs> yeah uh but uh but so none and of it that seems like was... everyone except us gives yeah. a shit everyone yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard hard to convert that stuff. You know, I just felt like there was there was an energy issue for me. You'd have Mm -hmm. to watch it, but I just felt like it it felt like there was an energy issue, and I've never been, you know. So, I still, I you know, I think is the controversial statement I made wasn't that was bad. I just said it was okay. That's by the way, very interesting, and it brewed up a shitstorm. I love it. I love it. I want more. I want more shitstorms. I'm gonna. I'm. You know what? Tomorrow. I'm going to have a hot take on Chicago. 
uh, with uh, Richard Gear. It was it was it was fine. <laughs> anything with squishy face I, I can't it's very hard for me other than loving a 45 and jerry Maguire, it's very hard for me to watch squishy face it's 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 a and, and listen i know she's great i'm sure the garland thing is great let's not digress because our guest today yeah and let's stay on can. point let's stay on point because dan's here oh god let's get to so today we have an amazing guest and it's the inner i'm letting my inner geek flag fly openly because we have today the host of Prop Culture on Disney Plus, speaking of Disney Plus. And this show, if you have not seen this show, it is a movie within the movie. It is a little story about this man, our guest. And you want to say his name is Dan Flanagan? I do, but it's Dan Lanigan. <laughs> I want to put an F in front of his name, but I can't because his name's Dan Lanigan. He's the host of Prop Culture on Disney+. Plus. And without further ado, let's make him, as I said to him earlier, a part of our story today at Stuck at Home. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Lanigan. Hey, guys. What's How up, buddy? Thanks for having me on. It. Thanks for being here. I said before, I love this backdrop. What do we got back there? Is that a blue? That's not a blue screen. It was my house. No, it's not a blue screen. This is uh, my own little crazy display space that I have. Uh, some uh, original props behind me, a uh, display that I designed and uh, just, you know, I'm obsessed about this stuff. And by the way, I also have not seen uh, the big uh, Disney Plus uh, launch this weekend, Hamilton. I will probably see it in the next week, but I haven't seen it yet. So Okay, so can we You're make not the only one. Dan Lanigan? When you watch it, I'll watch it. And then next week, come back and just talk to us about it. Just even if okay. you love it. Will you talk to me about it? Sure, I'll talk if to you about it. If you have some time, that would be great. I'll I would talk love with you about it. How's that? I, I, <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Okay, so I want to start at, first of all, congratulations on your show. Thank you very much. Thank you very this, much. I appreciate it. This is a dream it. come true for you, right? Oh, I, you ain't kidding. I've been, you know, in a lot of ways working towards this show unbeknownst for many, many years. So to have it happen uh, is pretty spectacular. Well, that is the thing that I want to start with, because this is not, you know, uh, a standard guy who's a host or a guy who has a podcast. This is someone... oh, I'm not a standard guy. You are very. <laughs> yeah, no, that. this is someone uh, speaking of you who, who has had a love for something for so long that you have built it into not only a career, but an entire lifestyle and a brand. So yeah, let, yeah. let me start with this. I know that this all started, you used to visit your brother in the summer out here in LA? In, in, in Florida, actually, yeah. From where, where were you? Chicago, the Chicago suburbs. And was this, a, it was a divorce thing, right? So it was uh, your brother was- No, 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 my parents were happily married. I would just, my brothers were much older and, and, uh, or my, my parents were much older and, and, uh, my brothers were much older. So I went down to visit them. Okay. So you go down there and you start going to all these tours, but before you started going on the studio tours, this was obviously some great love for you, correct? Oh, absolutely. What, what started it? What was the first movie that started this idea that made you want to hold something in your hand that most people don't even think about? Star then, Wars. Okay. Star what Wars. item? Uh, Probably Darth Vader's costume, his helmet. I was obsessed with that design early when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then when Empire Strikes Back came out, uh, and since then, it's the AT-AT, the all-terrain armored transport, the AT-AT. Uh, I just love that design. And, uh, and that's what's kind of got me obsessed with stop motion uh, animation. Well, what makes you start, like when you're in the theater, that I talk to a lot of artists about this, when you're in the theater at that moment, something transgresses, right? Something happens where it's not for you, you know, for me, it was about wanting to be a part of the story in my way. Right. What, what clicked for you that said, not only is this special, the movie going experience or this getting lost in art, but this piece of it makes it that much more special. What was that? I know you was Star Wars, but do you remember if click? Uh, you know, I, I, I think the click was, you know, through my eight-year-old eyes, the merchandising. Because when I would see these amazing toys, these action figures and these costume pieces and things like that, you thought you could buy a Ruby's helmet, I believe. Or no, it wasn't Ruby's. It was, um, I forget the name of the brand, but there was a, there was a brand that you could buy a, a Halloween costume of Darth Vader's helmet. And to see that and think, wow, I could wear this but I can hold this, but wait, this right. doesn't look exactly like it does. There's something about huh. what was on screen that's special. How did they make that? Who made this? 
you know, all of this. And then I start watching behind the scenes stuff and reading the books and, and it just kind of took off from there. Down the rabbit hole from there. Okay. Yeah. So, and the first thing you bought, right. It was like a tune gun and you thought it was mm-hmm. real. And then you got, you got a little, how much you spend for that? And how old were you? I, I, I well, I was, I was uh, in my early twenties. I would rather not say how much I spent, but it was a lot for a 20 year old. Let's just say back in the nineties. The thousands or hundreds? It, it was thousands. It was a okay. few thousand, but that's and What it. happened when you yeah. found out it wasn't held by Bob Hoskins, right? That's what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I found out that it was a it was uh, not a screen used uh, tune gun that Bob Hoskins was was uh, using in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was a crew gift, which were made in multiples as gifts to people that you know left the company. Um, <laughs> and that's the first upset. thing you get, right? Yeah, I was. Oh, you don't well, get your money upset. back. No, oh God, no, no. I mean, I didn't even you know it was it was years later, and at that point, you know, lesson learned. Uh, it was you nothing I never again, about didn't yeah. you? I said never again. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Well, and, and, the, and the the thing about when you collect this stuff is, you can do a lot of research and you can really, really investigate this stuff. But you know, there's always a chance that something may not be right or not exactly what you understood it to be. Um, you're always researching, and that's the drive to keep, you know, looking into how these things are made and talking to people. Part of that drive is. I want to find out more information about the pieces that I have or the pieces that I'm interested in. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but it's, it's an adventure. Well, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the whole part of the show that I love. And, and that's why I brought up the uh, tune gun because uh, for me, Roger Rabbit was such a sentinel moment in my life. Uh, you know, yeah, for me as well. Lover. And the combination of what Bakshi did, you know, when you watch Cool World with Brad Pitt and you see the ideas of it coming in and then Roger Rabbit happens. So you buy that tune gun and now you get to do, which I think it was episode seven, which I loved. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Wait uh, yeah, I t- I'm not sure which, which, uh, like it's seven. Prime Retro is maybe, yeah, six. Jason, tell maybe us six. it's seven. Tell us, tell us I'm right. I'm usually you wrong. Might be, it might be seven. No, I'm actually. usually wrong, by the way. That's Jason will pop up soon. Okay, so what I love about this though is that that I I when I finally realized the connection you know between you and the props you know now you're getting to be around the real animator and you're around that guy's uh, uh, board. Tell me a little mm-hmm. about that episode and I want to talk about the show in a bigger context after that. So so uh, so I'm sorry. What was the question again? Oh, I said tell me a little about that episode and if there was anything more special. Like was it as special as your nightmare nightmare before Christmas episode, which is your oh absolutely collection? okay absolutely. Honestly, uh, the two episodes that I was most excited to uh, to dive into were Nightmare Before Christmas and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And right. I knew a lot more of the people and the stories when it came to the Nightmare Before Christmas. So Who Framed Roger Rabbit was probably more exciting for me because there's people that I've always read about but I've never met. You know, um, Joe Johnston, uh, I got to meet the man. Or, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Honey, I Shrunk Kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he, Joe! Uh, no, there was Switching Walt? gears here. Switching gears. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, that's Robert the animators. I did not meet Robert Zemeckis. But not yet. That's what we tried, but he, he was unavailable. So, um, <laughs> uh, so no, uh, Char- uh, Charlie Fleischer. I got to meet Charlie Fleischer, who uh, played uh, Roger. Uh, that was amazing. I... In my head, I hear Roger Rabbit at times talking to me. He's my kind of my own version of Harvey. And How nice a guy uh, is he? Oh, he's just the nicest guy. He's just he's the so nicest. nice, and he he gets the babe. You know. That, that has to be Hollywood because that doesn't usually happen. Well, let me tell you. Well, let me tell you. When I worked in, in 1999, I was a doorman at the Whiskey Bar at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, and Charles was a regular there. And he ah. would come in all the time. So I would see him every night, and he would do the voice every night. He would come up yeah. behind me and whisper in my ear and do the voice. And he would always get the girls. Funny always gets women or men or whatever you're looking for. Funny That's wins, right. He gets right? what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Across yeah. the board. Okay. So tell me a little about how this show comes about. I understand how you come about, but how do you convince Disney and how do you get the Disney machine behind you in this and, and a team working with you on this? It's incredible. Uh, you know, uh, pitching the show, uh, I had a very specific idea of how I wanted to, to go about this. Uh, I had tried it a number of times beforehand, uh, could never connect with a production company, a studio, you know, any, any, anyone that would want to push forward with it. 
in the way that I wanted to do it. And because uh, you could have done it anyway, right? You could have done it at Fox. I mean, or, there are different know. versions of it. Yes, right. yes. You know, people wanted to do. You know, the, the the interest was the transactional version. You know, auctions, finances. You know, yeah. how much does it cost? All that kind of stuff, which right. sure people are interested in. But I don't think that's why. That does certainly doesn't drive the people that collect this stuff and the people that make this stuff and the people that work on these films. Yeah, yes, people work for you know to make money to live, but the people that work in this industry for the most part love what they do and they do it for the love of, of the art. And oh, I wanted to dive into that and uh, yes. we brought it to the, the people at ABC uh, studios and they connected with it. And then we together with them brought it to uh, Disney plus and they connected with them and, and it was great for the service, you know. That's the but, news, wait, let me Disney interrupt service. you for a second. Uh, this yeah. is before, like, you sell this show before Disney Plus launches. Is that correct? Oh, well before, yeah. Uh, so you don't even know the success it's going to be. No, no, I so have no idea. Watching? But what's the build out like? What am I watching? What do you mean? Well, I mean, as you're making your show, so you get the green light and you get your your eight episodes. Oh, right, and you get your right, team. right. But what are you watching as far as Disney Plus when they're telling you're watching this build out not only of your show but of a whole new streamer that's about to explode yeah right well you know honestly we're not watching anything uh we we uh <laughs> were working by ourselves with our own team we would have interaction occasionally with the apc people and the disney plus people even less so they knew what we were doing and they liked what we were doing and we just you know kind of did it they were producing a lot of content for a short amount of time mm -hmm. and they had to kind of trust us and I think their trust worked out. I mean, I, oh, you know, we off. were all very nervous, but <laughs> it turned out good. And, uh, you know, we were able to put the heart and the soul into it and show some cool gear and talk to some really great people and, and, yeah, and show. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think, great. you know, the key is, you know, the, the emotion in the show is, is purely representational to why people love these movies. The, the you know these icons these props are just representative of the love that you have for these you know these films and that's why I collect and I think that's why people get so excited about it. Well, it's interesting, you know, because since your show and I never really thought about it before your show, uh, but since your show, I have to say there's a lot of things like Raiders of the Lost Ark and the actual Ark and how much I connected with that and, and opening of it and being Jewish and all of a sudden I started thinking about these items and it really yeah. is a, a, a heartfelt connection to the item. Yeah, so, it goes beyond the movie, right? It, beyond the movie, yeah. yes. And and so tell yeah. me, uh, tell all of us a, a little about your, you know, your team. What what does this mean to people who don't know your show? Uh, for people that don't know the show, um, you know, the the show is about diving into the world of the artifacts that are left over from these big films. Well, actually, hopefully, not so big going forward. If we get a second season, which you know, we don't know yet. Uh, but if we you get will. a second season, yeah, I, I hope so. But who, you, you never know. That's all right. Um, I said it. You don't have to. Go on. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, no uh, uh, um, but, people like this. You know, it's, it's a niche. No one else is doing it. And they're certainly not doing it at this level. So, no. okay. But but you have a team, right? Like you have a oh, team yeah, of yeah, people yeah, yeah. So that you have, work with, like an ar like, like, uh, archaeologists. So so we have, I, I put together uh, a, a group of uh, initially uh, researchers that we call them, uh, but honestly, they're just friends of mine that um, people I knew, some friends, some not, that were in the prop collecting community uh, that knew about stuff and could reach out and find out additional stories. And and when you have Disney backing you, you have a reason to reach out to some of these people that normally wouldn't even give you a call back. So <laughs> yeah. when when you have that 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 Disney, you're doing a show for Disney you're able to get more information. And by doing that, we were able to put together these lists of potential pieces to research or to, to go after for potential episodes. And then we had, you know, 14 different episodes planned out and what would be the best stories and where would it take us and how, how would it emotionally connect if we were able to find it? And if we weren't, what would it be? You know, it's all assumption because it's not a scripted show. It's, you know, you have to you have to kind of guess. Okay, in success, it's going to be like this, and and if it doesn't work out, this is what it's going to be like. Uh, and you know, with my partner Jason Henry and the wonderful producers we have, and you know, we had a great editorial team. These guys just kick butt, 
and we're able to take, you know, some really good footage and make it into a really great show. So uh, was, our team was super important to making this thing as strong as it is. I'm a very small part of this, honestly. Well, yeah, but let's move into a little bit of a bigger discussion about Disney Plus, because now you're a part of a huge machine. You're a part of a huge team. Now, to my knowledge, no one's doing this show, correct? No one's really even tried to do this show this way. Not not like this, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, there's other there's other things that have touched upon it a little bit here and there, and but our show's pretty unique. So, in having now the Disney Plus arsenal at your at your fingertips, what do you as a show, you know, what do you want to do with it, and where do you see the future taking you? Let's just go with the, you know, idea that there's a future and we're moving forward. How do you see utilizing Disney Plus to its fullest? Well, um, the second round, you know, if, if we get a second season, what I would love, uh, you know, we we'd ideally like to do more episodes than first season, not a ton more <laughs> because there's only so many we could do, but we think we, we, we could do a few more at least. What movies um, would be your favorites? If they can the movies, the movies I would want to do the top of my list personally, Dragon Slayer, Disney's Ooh. Dragon Slayer, a, a film that, uh, is fairly, not well known, especially nowadays. I think it's a brilliant movie that really uh, technologically and artistically uh, was ahead of its time. And you know, people that are responsible for things like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, it inspired them dramatically. Hellboy, you know, all these directors and producers. That was a film that really pushed them. And um, no you argument. Creatively, yeah. So I'm really, I, and I think there's some great stories within that movie. Mm -hmm. that stuff that hasn't been seen in a long time and it could be great but raiders of lost ark mm. love to do raiders of lost ark as you oh, can I'd see i'm see a bit of a fan of indiana jones <laughs> yeah. um uh hocus pocus would be one that we'd really like to do Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea Ooh. um that's a little tougher because uh although there is a good amount of material out there most of the people that worked on the film have passed away so that's been tough trying for to remake that you know for a while yeah yeah i know yeah. i know um, and, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what, so what other, that, what you other... don't know if you'll be able to get that. Well, I mean, we don't, yeah. we don't know if we, if we, we, if we got it, I think they would want us to do it, but you know, we'd have to see if we can actually put together a good episode. We'd have to kind of produce, pre-produce it to see if we could find people to talk about it in the way that our show is, but maybe we would do it something, possibly do it differently just because we'd want to do that episode and we'd want to present that film. Right. Um, let me ask you, you know, this. I mean, you there's still... just so many great Disney movies and now Fox movies like Princess Bride. We would love oh, to do Princess Bride. Please, that would be please wonderful. do Princess Bride. Yes. That would be the best. What, what, what prop would you look for in that? What, what would be your, the ones? Oh, uh, you know what? I would say uh, the, the Six Finger Glove, Christopher mm. Guest's Six Finger Glove. Yes. Um, maybe Wallace Shawn's uh, Cups from the uh, Poison scene yeah. with... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be what fantastic. You do not taste or smell is iodine poison. <laughs> yes, ithacane powder. Uh, ithacane. Yeah, I mean, so many things. The swords, the, you. The, you know, the swords are wonderful. There's just some great stuff from that film. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah, I want um, the tank and sword from. Oh my god, it would yes. be spectacular. Right. Um, Billy Crystal's costume. I mean, oh. oh, that would be just so cool. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's great stuff in that movie. Yes, yeah. by far, and it's still classic to this day. It is. Uh, it is. So, so do, do you still get excited then? Like, do you when like do you buy something today, or you know, you get something? Do you still get excited? Is it still just as, you know, elating to you? It's it very, be? very boring. I can't believe I'm doing this for a living. <laughs> right. Of course. Oh, I this this I live for this stuff, man. Right? This stuff is so, outside of my family. This stuff is like what drives me. Okay, what's your favorite? I'm sure this has been asked to you before, but I don't know. What's your favorite piece, and what's your penultimate piece? Uh, my favorite piece, uh, it's probably my bl the blaster I I have in my collection from Blade Runner. Uh, it's mm. the hero blaster that was used in most of the film uh, by uh, Harrison Ford and Blade Runner. Um, and the penultimate piece would be. You know his jacket, his trench coat. Uh, you you to, would to like that, that over down. his jacket or whip in Raiders. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Because as much as I mean, I, if you were to compare Deckard with Indy, I would say Indy every time. But if you were to say 
Blade Runner versus Raiders, I would say Blade Runner every time. And Blade Runner, it's so much, I mean, I've always loved science fiction. And mm -hmm. it's this like noir science fiction film with a, with a really deep mystery of is this character a human, is he not? They don't overtly say it. It's just, and there's so many different versions of the film. It's so complex and dynamic. I think that's what pushes that over the top for me. And, pre and pretty much anything, I just, Blade Runner is my thing. And there's so little of it out there. That makes it even tougher to find, which also makes it more like, yes, Blade Runner. Well, who has you know? the jacket, do you know? Like, is it a, is it a uh, thing in scenes? Like, how does this work? Is it like an art scene? No, it's not an art, well, actually, uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, usually it isn't. The, the, uh, the costuming in Blade Runner, especially uh, Rachel's dresses, have become very important uh, with uh, design, with uh, costume design. So those actually are important to the costuming world. Um, when it comes to Deckard stuff, most of it disappeared. One, there's, there's a couple co uh, costumes wait, outside wait, wait, of the Most jacket. of it disappeared? Yeah, it's, we, it's, uh, we don't know where, there's a couple costumes out there. I've got a costume of Deckard's oh. minus the trench coat. Um, there's one trench coat out there that a friend of mine that I, I know has, but they may, must have had six or seven of them and the rest of them, we don't know where they are. So that's just And this guy, this guy who has them is never gonna sell it. So it's not even an option for me. He's, he's a good friend of mine. He's had it for you know 30 years. He's never gonna let it go. I need to find an, another one of those ones that are out there. Don't say never. Let me tell you, off the air, I'll tell you a story John Milius told me about how he got a $300,000 gun from Spielberg that he would never give him in a million years. It was the only one. Wow, I want to hear the story. He needed a rewrite on, uh, yeah. on Indiana Jones. Ah. And John said, finally, you know what I want, the gun. Give me he the said, gun. Yeah, because yeah. Spielberg's a gun collector, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. never know. You may get that jacket. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, uh, that's, so, all right, that's so you're here now, right? So what's yep. what, what's next for you? Put aside the season. What's you keep on this collecting thing? Uh, but what's next, like uh, creatively? Because you're just such an interesting dude. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't know if you're really talking to me, but uh, no, I am. Um, I no, am. I've decided that. Uh, I, you know, I I want to, uh, you know, I I I want to do some more scripted work. I uh, I did a. Uh, a Wrote, co-wrote, co-produced, co-directed a, uh, a comedy um, that's uh, a feature-length uh, comedy that I finished. I'm trying to find a distributor for that. Got a bunch of ideas for you scripted shows. Oh yeah, it's finished. It's completely done. You don't mess done. around. No, I, I mean it's just like nobody wanted to to, to uh, produce it, so I did it myself. Uh, so is, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, you guys uh, probably know of Jeff Davis, right? Yeah, he's sure. in it. Jeff uh, plays our villain, and he's just I awesome. Love this. Awesome. I love this. Um, this so, um, what's the name of it? It's called Izzy Lion: The Unspun Truth, and it's the it's a, a story about the world's greatest sign spinner. <laughs> the world's greatest sign spinner, <laughs> and and how there is a uh, underculture uh, of sign spinning. That there's there's a hall of fame, and uh, the, the world's greatest sign spinner has been disappeared for many years. And what happened to him? It's, okay, so it's, a, it's a, the elevator pitch. So in case the yeah. next time someone asks you, it's Zoolander yeah. for sign spinners. Zoolander for sign spinners. It's kind of, actually, it is like that. I'll send, yeah. If you want to see the trailer, I'll send you the trailer. But um, please but, do. But now suits yeah. get it immediately. They're like, oh, right. I get this. Great. Yes. Great. Right. Exactly. I see yeah, thank you. Hey, hey. If yeah. I, you, we we we'll we'll call this, this is a, we call this show, it's, a, it's Zoolander for um, live stream people who aren't standing up. So Oh, get, nice. Well, I could be standing up right now. I mean, I'm not, but I could be. <laughs> See, I just go tall. I use the book yeah. stack. My friend Chris taught me. It's a thing. Uh, so, so continue. Sorry, I cut you. Okay. Off. Yeah. No. So I, you know, just you know, the typical thing that anybody's in Hollywood wants to direct. They want to perform. You know, it's just I, I, I want to create. And um, on top of that, I'm putting together uh, a traveling exhibit of props that I'm hoping to get moving, uh, mostly around the world of robotics. Uh, feature, you know, film and television uh, characters uh, that were represented in robots, AI, uh, you know, artificial people, that kind of thing, so and connect it with real-world technology. To, what? Uh, 
we can go from short circuit to uh, Woody yeah. Allen's. Uh, what, what's the one he did? Bananas? No. What's the one yeah. that comes in the future? And uh, oh yeah, oh jeez, oh, I should know this. Right. Uh, not take the money and run. It's not bananas. Right, 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 it's, right. It's, it's it's the one where he's frozen in time, and then he right, right. Jason will come back and tell us what it is. Yeah. Like so all right, so yeah, so so basically, costumes, props. Tour. Yeah, a, a, a moving tour that'll go from you know city to city to different museums and. And uh, so people can see this stuff because eventually I want to I want to get my collection into some sort of permanent exhibit somewhere. Um, but museums are notoriously hard to uh, make their own money, you know. So I got to figure out a way to uh, make it so that the money that it brings it in can actually support itself. You know, I'm not looking to make money with it, but I don't want to constantly put money into it. No, it seems like Vegas has its name written all over. But before you would I, think so, but Debbie Reynolds tried doing that for years, and it never worked out. And and she's you know she was a, a mega star for many years. So you, it's you, all about you timing, gotta, man. It's all yeah, about nostalgia right. and timing. You know, people want what yeah. they want when they want it. So you that's know, true. and now is a good time for nostalgia. Trust me. So so let me ask you something before I let you go, which is really it's why I kind of asked you about this being. Are like you gonna let part. me go? Well, no, no, no. I mean, not let you go. But yeah, I'm gonna let you go eventually. Uh, right? don't, you, don't you want to? I mean, because I was look. If you want to stay, hey, I was told fun, you have an out. I was told you have an out. So if you want to stay, Jason, I, I miss right, you. Right, I'm let you go. Otherwise, you end up doing a show with him forever, five days a week. Oh, oh thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that's, that's what happened to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You should be thankful I said that. No, but I do want to talk to you. Listen, we're not done because this is not a small question. I, I want to talk to you about prop culture. You know, th this, because it is an underground, it is a subculture, and it is, you know, vastly unknown to most. Yeah. So just just tell me a little about it. That's why I asked you if it was like an art buying world. You know, people are like, I got to get well, that. Well, from, from that question, it. yes, it is. It is. It is. When it, when it comes, when the way we look at these pieces, it's very much a subculture of fine art collecting. Um, but most of the people that collect props are not the type of people that would collect fine art. Um, you know, they're more nerdy kind of obsessives that are not just getting a piece to hang on their wall. And I shouldn't say that about fine art collectors because I'm sure a lot of people aren't that way, but we're, we're much more geeky. It's an er, it's early in the quote unquote hobby, you know, the industry of, of prop collecting. Yes. Um, and, and by nature of them being movie props, there are a lot of fakes out there. So, um, which I think is similar to potentially the problems in fine art collecting, except for yeah. you're collecting pieces that the artists are still alive and they're still potentially making extras of them to sell to people under the table. So you have well, to be really providence? aware. Yeah, right, providence? it's Provenance. No, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking, oh, no, is there Providence in your so field? Providence, providence, uh, so the Providence uh, comes down to a number of different things. It comes down to uh, the story, where it came mm -hmm. from, the people that have it, the, uh, the people that, that had it, Reliable are the people that had it worked on the film? Are the materials of the period? Does it look like it's aged? Does it screen match? If it screen matches, although that can be fake, it is a much better tell. There's a lot of these hmm. things that you look into to kind of confirm. Like, and, and one of the th easiest things to collect is a prop collector that you can confirm or deny, or you can confirm that's real are firearms because firearms are all serialized. And they're, you know, so legally, if you buy okay. a gun, you can track that serial number back to the production to see if it was used. Lots of other props that are made, they make multiples of. And of course they're going to make multiples because they don't want to lose one on set or have it break. So, you know, you kind of have to have a good sense of research and make sure, you know, you don't spend any money on anything that you don't really, really believe is real. But ultimately all you're buying okay. is a story. You know? Okay, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So I'm going to get back to a question in one second. One of our uh, uh, regular viewers and listeners, Lori, asked uh, if you have a favorite prop place in California and if you have what you have from either Star Wars or anything Kubrick. That was her question. I'm going to get back to Okay. Um, let's see here. A favorite prop location in uh Well, in prop California? like is there, you had to go buy props, I guess, was what she meant. Oh, if I were to go buy something? Um uh, well, there's a dealer that I've been uh, working with and buying stuff for, for God, almost 20 years. Stephen Lane and Brandon Allinger have the prop store, and it's uh, in, uh, I think it's Calabasas. It's in LA. It's called the Prop Store of London. Are you, or it used to be called the Prop Store of London. Now it's just Prop Store. They're, they're very reliable, and they huh. sell memorabilia. It's, it's props for uh, the purposes of collectors to buy. Not It's not a prop shop for the industry. Right. They okay, will, so will, now – 
well now so do you have anything Star Wars or Kubrick? I I used to have Star Wars pieces. I don't have anything anymore because it just it's too expensive to hold on to. I have a mask from Eyes Wide Shut uh, from Kubrick. So that's the only screen Kubrick worn? piece I have. Screen you screen worn. Um, and uh, Kubrick stuff is insanely difficult to get. It's Eyes Wide Shut is my least favorite film of his, but it's you know a Kubrick piece and it's a beautiful piece of artwork in its own right. So. I know someone who has one of the uh, tables and chairs from the milk bar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's like cool. A storage thing. Okay, so, but wow. why I ask this now is what, we, what Lori brought up is interesting and it goes back to what I was just about to ask you, which is so really there's no forensic expert in your field in this prop culture right now where like, oh, sure. Was it CSI? Oh, go tell me. Yeah, I mean, there's, but, but the, the thing about it is, is there's, you know, when it comes to fine art, let's say paintings, right? You have a paintings are a very specific type of media. So you can bring in a forensics expert that specializes in paintings and they could cover that entire right. uh, uh, era uh, hobby or that entire era. When it comes to movie props, you have, you have sculpture, you have costuming, you have uh, mechan mechanical things, engineering, you've got all these different uh, skill sets. So to confirm a piece, you need to have knowledge of those so you need to usually find experts in that in that area and then you need to know the people in the industry to kind of track it down so and then you know a lot of times prop collectors like myself kind of become your own forensics expert you know right. I, i'm a i used to be a professional photographer for many years and uh i got very good in photoshop and and studying pixel peeping studying imagery so huh. I can look at a piece and look at some and photos of something and kind of tell, okay, based on lighting and stuff, I can kind of figure out if something's right or wrong fairly easily. That is an important skill is trying to confirm if a piece is what is on screen. Because ultimately, you know, you want to buy a, a production made gun or a production, let's say a production right. made prop, a okay, can prop. They might've made four of those. This could be one of the four that wasn't shown on screen or it could be an extra that somebody made in their backyard. You don't know, but if it's the one that's on screen, not only is it better because it's on screen, but you can also confirm it, which is important. So it's that's part of the process. It's well, I mean, Jason, I was just about to call you. So do you have anything you'd like to ask, Dan? No, I mean, this is just all incredible. I just, fascinating. I, one Dan, I'd like to know is, it, can I come record the next episode from your room instead of this one? Because this is all green screen. This goes away. And it's just that's not, that's not a real studio you're in. Yeah. This this just goes this you, we go away and it's just a background in my bedroom. And uh, mm -hmm. yours is uh, way cooler. And I would like to move there and live with you now, please. Um. Also, after I made fun of Hamilton to my whole family, I don't think I'm allowed back. You don't think you're allowed back, back when you watch it, buddy? <laughs> yeah. You gotta come yeah. back when you watch it. So Dan, where can we find you on social media? I uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram. I haven't been very active in the last couple of weeks, but I need to jump back on that. And I'm also on Facebook, okay. Dan Lanigan. That's me. Dan Lanigan. And it is called prop culture on Disney. Prop culture on Disney plus. Disney plus. So if you have not seen it, watch it. And if you've seen Check it, it, it out, watch it again. Why not? You know, Great. it's, it's, it's nerdy, but it's, it's so much more than that. If you love movies, you'll dig it yep. because one of the things that we thought was surprising uh, it, it was something we wanted to do, but we we're surprising how, how successful it was is, we wanted people to watch our episode and then want to rewatch the movie because you fall in love with the movie again. And it's happened. And I've, we found people that have watched episodes of our show that haven't seen the actual ep the movie, but now have gone and watched the movie because they liked our episode and then learned how great it is. So, you know, you never know. You might, if you've never seen Honey, Shrunk the Kids, you might dig it. Uh, check awesome. it out. Magical movies. All right. Well, Dan Lanigan, thank you very much for being here. And uh, you're going to come back and watch Hamilton. We're going to talk about yes. it. Thank you. We'll watch, watch Hamilton. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, talk to you soon. Awesome. Okay. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. What a dude. I mean, it, what yeah, a cool dude. Listen, and this is the thing. It's a, uh, you know, it's funny that you get such a small little you know, a microcosm of the business and it becomes such a huge piece on such a huge machine like Disney plus to say, here's another way into watching our movies, which is really what they're doing. Right. And I think it's a really fun, cool way to do it. I think props are something that are very interesting, oh, yeah. especially, 
you know, when you find like when they started doing those like prop auctions, uh, you know, a couple of years, like maybe four or five years ago, like a little more mainstream where it's like, we're getting rid of everything from the office or whatever. And right. it's like, and it's like, these are cool. Like people like having this type of stuff, this nostalgic pieces, you know, like collecting. And it's such a cool way to, I, I love the idea of introducing, you know, Blade Runner's a, a great movie, but it's hard for a kid to get into. Like, it's not a movie that's easy for like a no. nine or 10 year old at first, you know, trying to watch that when I was that age, like, no. Put me back on Star Wars. Obviously, I have a bad attention to detail or attention. Right. <laughs> but like, it's a great movie. But like, the way I got into that movie, honestly, was from the mm -hmm. toys. Like, we had the cars, like, like the Hot Wheels, you know, metal cars from um from that movie, and mm -hmm. they were so cool that it made me want to watch the movie and like play in it. And like, I I sat through something that maybe is a little more adult than I was ready for. Um, right. because of that, and the same thing with these props, introducing them through that that world and showing that stuff is is a great way to get inspire anybody to, to watch. Well, you know, show. I agree with you. And, and what also is interesting, you know, it's a, people really, uh, we have a lot of people out today and, and they really seem to be liking this, uh, you know, what we're also, you know, it's good to be back. I got to tell you, I like doing the show. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's nice that four days off, but it was Plus, we're a very controversial show today. Tomorrow I'll come yes. in with my apology. Um, <laughs> Are you gonna apologize? Are you no, just not, I'm gonna write one. I'm gonna hella write one, and it's gonna make my my wife even matter. But I'm gonna hella do it. Why I'm are you gonna, gonna write one? a lot in it? I'm gonna hella why, do. Why, hella why are you Why are you sorry? I'm not, but I'm gonna write the apology in the way that you write an apology like this. Okay. <laughs> Actually, now I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Let us now talk about Betty Broderick. We didn't get to talk no. about it at the end of last week. We did not. Lemma, no, we did not. Let's do this. All right. Do you want to go first? No, I want you to start, please. Oh, I want to hear you. you Let's talk a little bit about it. Um, in a lot of ways, it, for, this show is fantastic. That's the, the first thing I'm going to say. It's working on every cylinder, on every level. Uh, as salacious as it is, and as uh, as uh, and Nancy, I'm sure, is dying to get that she's right. I'm not sure what she thinks she's right about. She's been saying, bring on the wrong opinions. Oh, Stephanie's already. We're getting ganged up on already. Yep. Wait, wait. I just said it's great. Now, let's talk about opinions, though. What opinion are you talking about? Are you talking about my opinion that Linda was sexually, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jason? What's the uh, misconduct? Kind of uh, manipulated. Saying, yeah, but it's a, the term. Actually harassed. Yeah, thank you. Harass. Oh, my God, Monday. So sexually harassed. And and by the way, whether or not she was into it, wanted to break up the marriage, didn't want to break up the marriage, she was sexually harassed. If your boss is hitting on you at the workplace and you're a secretary or his assistant, you go in a sexual harassment jail. That's just – but now we're talking about the 80s, so it's not considered sexual harassment, right? Okay. Right. Okay, it's just considered office culture. Right. Unfortunately. So what are we wrong about though? Are we wrong about the fact that Linda was into the what? You're Nothing. laughing. No, no, no. I'm, no, no. Laughing. I'm laughing because I think you, this is not the I think the anything that we say is gonna be wrong. Yes, yes, he said that's why I'm digging myself deeper into this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not gonna get any better, it's only gonna get worse. So here's what I think. First of all, that piece of paper where they sent the picture and it says, eat your heart out, bitch, right? Mm -hmm. With the picture of him and his wife where he proposed to her at the uh, bar. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, now, I don't know if I'm wrong or right about this. Aren't we supposed to get at the end that she sent it to herself? That's what I thought that that said. That's what I thought too. Tell me why I'm wrong. Am she, I wrong? It, it made it sound like she, she had sent that to herself and not realized that she had done it and actually was coming into the realization that she sent it to herself. Well, she I agrees. think it's more That's so. True. Oh, yeah. Betty wrote that herself. And she wrote, you know, eat your heart out. You, you see, I love it. People are involved. She wrote, eat your heart out, bitch. So it wasn't Linda. She sent it to herself. So Linda, now, whether that conversation happened where she says, maybe I'll break the China, when Linda says that to the friend, you know, I have to ask, what's that sound effect? Let's go. Me typing. I'll, I'll call no, my... no, no, I don't mind. I like all the activity. So here's the thing. Linda we, I feel like that was a writer's thing. Like I, I heard the voices in the writer's room going like, we have to show that Linda is complicit in this. You know, that she's somehow like, I don't know how you're ever going to warrant someone killing someone. There's no like, you know, unless they're like molesting each other, you can't warrant it unless they're so horrible. But there's a woman who fell in love with a guy. So you can never warrant Betty killing her. Right. Having her say she's going to break the China certainly doesn't do it for me. At that point, I might have busted the China without even saying it. 
She walked into the house with a hammer. Yeah. What is, what is Stephanie saying? This was the first inclination that I had that Linda was kind of a bitch, but I feel like she was totally provoked by Betty. Yes, Stephanie, see, we're on the same page. We're on the same page with this. I felt, this is what I think, by the show being great, overall what I want to say is that I, I feel like this might have been the best episode. And it made me feel sick to my stomach from the moment I started watching till the last frame. All right, you go. Well, I agree with you. I think that here's, you know, and I, 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 I feel for Betty so much. Like I empathize with her so much, even in this piece of it. I feel like she's been taunted to a place where she has no, everything she does makes her feel crazier. Like that, right. this entire legal portion of this, like where she's in trying to be her own attorney, which is crazy. It was rough. And it was that so rough. Was rough. At the These same are bad time, decisions, by the way. These are not good decisions that she's made. No, but, but she was on to something. She was asking the kind of the right questions in just the wrong way, but it wasn't revealed to her. She'd had no chance at, from the beginning. There's nothing she could have said, no lawyer she could have brought in to win. Yeah, but it did feel very patriarchy. Like the judge was like, you know, I'm giving you nothing. Like he heard the actual arguments. He saw how desperate she was and he still chose to fuck her. And I'm using my F-bomb there. He chose, I'm using my second one right now, to fuck her. Had he not done that, there might have been a different outcome. Someone might be alive today. Yeah, well, you know, that's the whole thing. He used it, but he, and every single person. So the judge was in on it. He was in the pocket. There was never a chance. That's what it felt like. Felt there was like never a chance. He made, she made valid enough arguments that at least yes. there should be something there. You know, and yes. he seemed to be letting her go in the direction. Yeah. And you thought, okay, so Nancy's saying, P.S., the part I was saying you guys were wrong on is the fact that Linda was being sexually harassed. Well, Nancy, technically, based on the laws of sexual harassment, she was being sexually harassed, though I would uh, say there probably weren't sexual harassment laws in 1987. Yeah, or at least anything that I, warranted, you know, yeah. not warranted, you know, but, a gross. Stat. But the, you know, you can, you know, I don't condone murdering everybody, but I also recognize that, like, you know, with you this be driven, of, like, she's driven mad. She's like basically, like, you know, regardless, so. you know, a lot of this is again, it's all. I'm talking about the story, not the real person. I don't know the real person. I only mean mean the uh yeah the story they're telling the us that's all telling. we can go by yeah i don't she know i haven't read anything pushed either pushed in every every direction she tries to go mm -hmm. she gets kind of pushed back into this box where she has to be crazy and so like you hear about this with anybody like if you lock somebody in a space where they are trapped they start lashing out crazier and crazier more wild more wild she just yeah. feels like somebody who is being like who's had a little bit of a side but has been like drawn in like being goaded into doing this like it's his dan's entire plan to make yes. her crazy so that he can keep all his money. But he, it's like with great power comes great it's respect. More than that. Right. He's but it's more than that. Don't you think right. Jace? Well, well, I do, but like, it's not just about I, the money. I feel he's really trying to screw her. Well, he's just Frankenstein doing this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like he, or he's like, yeah. he's creating a monster, right? He's, he's going all in on it and he's a cold guy. He's not an emotional guy. So he doesn't recognize, maybe even recognize the emotional strain it has on her, but he knows exactly what to do as a lawyer to get Zero her there. loyalty though. Yeah. I mean, those things where he's talking about, I mean, the judge clearly heard that she worked. He's like nothing that really contributed though. Really? How did you stay in school for four more years? I'm sorry. Wait, law school. So wait, no, yeah. I wanted to go to law school. That, so that's what four years, right? Yeah. Probably an three, additional four. Yeah. Three to four. Three. Right. Yeah. So how did you stay employed, full-time student, you know? Uh, she paid for everything. So, but the judge heard all that. Yep. Right? So, and yet he still gave her no money. Mm -hmm. And what did he yeah. give her? Like like nothing in the settlement? Someone nothing in the settlement because it was right. all paid back through the Epstein funds, another awful name for an awful thing. Yeah. I, so, it really was riveting. And this is what I'll say is that uh, we got to go soon, right? Sure. Uh, I'm going to wrap up my thing, then you wrap up your thing. What I'll say is this. What what is this Lifetime that's doing this show? It's on USA. We figured this out. It's on USA Network. USA has been changing their brand in such a big way. They started with Queen of the South, and they've been doing this, and they're getting edgier. And this is now a show that I feel with these performances and the way they're building this slow burn to the murder. We know there's a murder from episode one in the courtroom at the end of that. We know what happens, episode two. And yet I am riddled with anxiety when I watch this thing, getting to what I already know is going to happen. This is a fantastic piece. All right, what's your closing on? 
So my, I have two closings. One, based on that, I can't wait for the dark, gritty reboot of Monk um, in the new USA style. Um, I think that it will be an amazing show. Good one, so, buddy. You know, really taking on Asperger's and, and, and in a way plays that, Monk. Yeah. Uh, I think Norton. Adrian Monk comes back and he plays it again. He just plays it dark. No, I think it's Young Monk. Ed Young Norton. Monk. Yeah. Young. Young. Yeah. Um, Young. And then Go two, on. what I'll say is, I, I agree with you. I think that this is a very interesting piece and I can't believe how much I fight with my wife on this because I'm being the, uh, uh, you know, kind of taking the side of the, 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 the killer in this particular one, which I don't generally do. So it's, it's a very fun kind of like situation. Like you, know, you got going on there. Yeah. Listen here at stuck at home. We do not condone anyone killing anyone. Okay. No. We just understand that someone can be driven to a point where they don't feel there's any other option, you know, give someone a break once in a while. You might find a better result <laughs> than a bullet found underneath. All of it. I love course. it. I love the controversy. I love court and the controversy. Let's see if we can yes. come up with something completely benign tomorrow to fight about because I love it. Bring it. I love it. All right. So, everybody, thank you for being here again. And uh, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Take care of each other, everybody. Love you. Oh. Uh-huh.